This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports. You can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right, make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Now, guys, I mean, you can bet week three of the NFL preseason, the rounding, you know, uh, teams are starting to uh, take shape here, and uh, final cuts are being made. You can always bet on some preseason action. The best part of it is DraftKings. It's safe, secure, reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. <laughs> And welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 236 of the Big Show, some Enforcer Base Podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Easy like Sunday morning, I hope. Perhaps. I know a lot of people save this for like Monday for the big commute to work or to listen to it at their cubicle or what have you. Regardless of what day you're listening to it, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. As I always say, and uh, it's not just like a tag thing, a tagline, but I actually, I, I legitimately mean it in all sincerity. Uh, I know there are a million, po- maybe that's exaggerating. There are thousands of podcasts in the world, and the fact that you uh, chose to take time out of your day and uh, listen to the fourth line voice, I greatly appreciate it. I really do. And uh, I know there's hundreds of hockey ones. And it seems like every ex-player and their dog has a, has a show. Uh, so, you're in a battle. We're in a battle, folks. This is the power of scheduling as you're listening to this. 
As you're listening to this, I am waking up this morning at the lake, Candle Lake, here in Saskatchewan, northern Saskatchewan, at the in-laws cabin. Might have a bit of a hangover. We'll see. I don't know. I'm recording this Wednesday night. I uh, See, this is it, folks. Like a good teammate. I always tell you we do two shows a week, Wednesdays and Sundays, and I didn't want to leave you hanging. So I am recording this early, so when you wake up Sunday, boom, there it is in your... I hope you subscribe to the podcast so that way when you when you wake up Sunday morning or Wednesday morning, it's right there waiting for you. So here we are. So I didn't want to leave you guys hanging. So today, um, well, I hope you went back and uh, listened to my previous show. Of course, I had 90s Western Hockey League player Jamie Butt on the show. He was the former Tacoma Rocket slash Kelowna Rocket. And uh, he played two seasons in the West Coast Hockey League with the Tacoma Sabercats. And uh, fun guest, uh, especially that 90s WHL, because that's like right in my wheelhouse. Like that's my like favorite time in hockey. And uh, so it was fun to listen to him talk about, uh, you know, Darcy Tucker and uh, Strudwig and Chris Murray and Kamloops and Terry Ryan and them in Tri-Cities and Tedarenko and Symes and Hulse and Portland and all that stuff. So... Um, it was cool to listen to those stories, so I encourage you to go back and check it out, as well as obviously 235 episodes worth, um, you know, uh, Morasti, McIntyre, Brad Wingfield, Curtis Swanson, Dean Mayrad, Roman Volpat, Jeff Rogers, on and on, Wade Brookbank, they're all there, scroll through, find something, you'll find some, find somebody you know, tune in, I, I highly recommend it. But, um, yeah, guys, what are we going to talk about today, boys and girls? Well, um, as I said, it's Wednesday night and, uh, I have to get up very early tomorrow morning to go to work because I want to leave early to head to the lake. So I'm going to start early, um, and I'm going to go pack some shit here. But like I said, I want to do this episode. Um, yeah, the last couple episodes, um. Like I said, I had Jamie Budd on, and before that, I had Malcolm Humert on, who was a, a, a competitor in Ice Wars 2. He was in the Cruiserweight Tournament, and he also played uh, Junior A in the, with the Dried Nice Dogs and out in BC. Um, so I had him on. So I haven't really done a, a solo episode here in a week or two, and uh, yeah, I got some things to yell about. <laughs> I, you know, I was going to bring it up on, uh, you know, in the intros of Malcolm's show and, or in Jamie's show, but then I'm kind of like, ah, you know, I, I've come to the conclusion, I can't remember what show, I can't remember what it was, I did a, I had a player interview, and it, and it was kind of a shorter one, it might have been one of the Ice Wars guys, I, I can't remember, I do so many shows, I can't remember off the top of my head, but in the intro, I was kind of, oh, and this guy signed here, and this guy, and I kind of ranted a bit at the start, and then I'm thinking, ah, afterwards, you know, most likely, like, he's going to have family members and, like, friends and stuff tune in. And these people are probably, it's going to probably be, like, a one-and-done kind of deal. Like, they're going to listen because he's their friend, right? So they're going to tune in and listen. So they tune in, and they start listening to this some idiot yelling about trolls on Twitter and all this. And they're like, what am I listening to here? So I think probably going forward, um, not that I did a lot, I don't because most of the interviews I do are, are fairly lengthy, so my intros aren't very long because I want to get to the interview. So I really don't say too much other than, like, the sponsors and talk about Alex Show or whatever for a second, then kind of, you know, my social media feeds, and then off we go, right? So 
but I think in the shorter one, I was trying to, you know, fill up some time. So I might've ranted a little bit. Um, I swear, and Alec had a great idea and I wish I, I should have done this from the start. Um, cause it's, it's literally too late now. I don't have enough time to, in the day to go back and, but he was like, you should have done, we should do a show log where as you're doing the episode, you write down sort of the time frame of what you're talking about. And I'm, and you know, if I had done it right from episode one on, yeah, yeah, I mean, that would have been perfect, right? And I would have loved to have done that because I have so many episodes in the hundreds where, um, I didn't label what I talked about. It was just like, oh, episode 132. And it had just the generic details and then you hit play and listen. So, and it's like, I don't remember what I talked about. So only lately have I, you know, and probably lately in about the last hundred episodes, have I, uh, do I write in the show details, like at least the topics that I'm talking about. So I, I wish I had done that from the start and then kept the log of them. Uh, Cause it'd be so much easier to go back and look. Cause like I said, sometimes I think I, I, I know I've doubled up on, um, topics, um, you know, I mean, you know, in the grand scheme, whatever, but you know, the only people, you know, the, the six or seven diehards that listen to every episode will know that, but most people don't, but the diehards do like Cliff, Cliff knows, uh, Cliff, I appreciate your complete lack of taste. Thank you, sir. Oh, I was giving Cliff the gears there on Twitter the other day. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. I know you're you're always listening. I really appreciate that. I really do. Um, but yeah, I I really should have kept the show log. Ah. Anyway, but I didn't. So here we are. So I going forward, if I double up on stuff and I and I repeat myself, I apologize. So I guess I guess at that point I could say I was consistent anyway. Um, yeah. So. Anyway, so, yeah, so it was just sort of like these shorter episodes. I'm like, yeah, because I think people want to tune in and they want to listen to their friend. They don't want to listen to me rant about some troll on Twitter. Like I said, I think that the the people that tune in regularly or at least under the Sunday, the rant episodes, they kind of get the, they, you know, they get the gimmick. So it's like, oh, that's what they're tuning in for. But I think people that are tuning in to hear their friend don't want to hear that shit. Um, so... Like I said, it doesn't happen most of the time. Most, like I said, most of the time the episodes are, the interviews are longer, so I'm not going to talk that much anyway. But anyway, well, I don't, I don't know what the point of all this was. Um, oh yeah, it was uh, here. That that's I'm, I'm sort of looking at my notes while kind of talking sideways into a microphone. Um, yeah, so I'm not sure if I talked about the McRae thing, the Ken McRae thing already, but whatever. It's a little antidote anyway, so it's not that big of a deal. But if I did. I apologize. Um, well, first things first, I'm going to then, well, what I'm going to talk about today, um, basically, once again, uh, Twitter and social media has provided idiocy for me to rant and rave about. Um, I don't, well, this is sort of, yeah. I mean, I, I've said this, I, I don't understand. I, I don't understand. I think I've said that phrase, uh, it, what episode is this? 236? I've said it 235 times. Um, just, uh, I, I really, I, I hate hockey fans. I, I do. I, God. And when, see, and this is the thing, and I will clarify this. When I say hockey fans, 
I am not talking about people that still watch hockey. That's not who I'm talking about. For people that have listened to this show for a long time, I you know who I'm talking about. When I talk about hockey fans, I'm talking about the diehard losers that can't see anything beyond their fandom. And it's like they, it's, it's the Leafs and no one else or the Bruins and no one else or whatever. And they just, and they, and they refer to the, uh, we, the we and us crowd, I always say. And they're, everything they talk about, it's like, like I, like I said, I was talking about, I can't, son of a bitch now. Who am I? I was talking about some player. And of course, Oh, it was the Gary Roberts thing. I put up the Gary Roberts picture and I got some goof from Vancouver. Starts talking about how he's not, he's no man like Trevor Linden and you Leaf fans can't see it. Like, Leaf fans. I'm like, I'm not an anything fan. I don't give a shit. I'm like, I'm not a Leaf fan or whatever fan of. No, I'm like, I'm not a fan of any of this shit. I'm like, and I, I hate all you fan bases equally. I don't, I can't stand the idiot fan. I don't care what team you cheer for. I don't cheer, I don't care if it's the Tallahassee Warthogs. I don't care. You're a loser. Cause it, they're, they're grown adults with, when it, but when it comes to sports, they have the mentality of seven year olds on the playground. It's embarrassing. And it's like, I, I said the other night, I said, you know what? It was like 8 o'clock or whatever. I'm like, I'm logging off Twitter. And it was the first and only time on Twitter when I had put a picture up and I shut off the comments that you can no longer reply to the picture. Because I got so sick of of just... Re- it was a picture of Gary Roberts uh, after, post-fight with the Leafs. And he had a cut over his eye or whatever. And I, my only caption was Gary Roberts was fucking nails. That was the caption of the sh- of the picture, and it got like like four hundred likes and retweeted a hundred times or whatever it was. But there, you know, and a whole bunch of comments, and most of them were like, "Oh yeah, Roberts a warrior," blah blah blah. But there's always clowns, always. Anyway, before I get into that, it's that the Ken McCray thing, the Kanopka thing. It's just, it's just constant idiocy with these fans. It's just constant. And I always say that's the one thing with social media. When it comes to my rant episodes, folks, I'll be able to do this shit until I'm 90. Well, I'm not going to live till I'm 90, but as long as I want to do this podcast. See, that's what I always get. I've had this debate with my brother. I've had it with a few other people when I talk about the two episodes a week. And they're like, how can you keep it up? I don't know how you can keep the thing up. My biggest battle, actually, is with uh, interviews. As I've said a thousand times on here, so I won't go into the whole thing, but getting setting up interviews is the hardest part of this job and the most frustrating part of podcasting. I call it a job because I do get paid for it, so I call it a job. And I've had a, and I've signed a contract and I have an agreement with someone with a, with a network. So in my mind, I take it's a job. How else would you word it, right? Yes, it's a hobby and it's a fun little side hustle and all that, and it all and it is. Um, I've always said, contract or not, or pay or not. Once this become when when this becomes not fun anymore, you're not going to hear from me anymore. You know, I'm not. I don't need to do this. I don't. So this is just a fun a fun thing. I like rant coming down here at night and whatever howling at the moon. So anyway, point is, 
Um, I always get like, well, how are you going to keep it up? Like, what, you're going to run out of things to talk about. You know what? I'm not going to. I mean, some episodes might be shorter than others because I might have one or two little points to talk about or whatever. But overall, as long as there's social media and I scroll it, oh, I'll never run out of time. I can, I can get mad at hockey Twitter in three and a half minutes. Scrolling Twitter, I just get disgusted. Or I just go to the, the hockey fight group and just start reading the comment section on a few things. And it's like, oh, yeah, there they are. They're the idiots. And, uh, yeah, there we go. Because I, because as much as I'll bring up topics, and I might put out a topic for answers and stuff like that, and we have a nice little debate about it, and that happens, um, inevitably, <laughs> there's morons in everything. So it's like, yeah, I kind of got like, I have ammunition for, for decades, you know, not that I'll be doing this for decades, but I, like I said, I get asked a lot. It's like, I don't know how you, how you can keep it up or you're going to run out of topics. Nah. Now, obviously, yeah, here we go. There you go. I got kind of the hiccup burp thing going. Classy. We're classy like that here on Sundays around here. <coughs> um, I went to Subway today, folks. I managed to beat the rush in. I usually always have like some shenanigans that seem to happen at the Subway or something. Um, it was funny. I was the only, I walked in, I was, I went in like quarter to seven tonight. I was like the only one in the place. I started to order and all of a sudden the place started filling up. I had like three people behind me. And just as I paid, I was walking out the door. I hear the guy announce, I have six subs. I'm like, holy shit. Usually that's the guy I end up behind, but not today, folks. It was, it was my day today. Um, there, squirrel. Yeah, we're, that was an aside. Is that what it is? An aside? Um, <laughs> oh yes. One more day and I'm on holidays, folks. Yes, I know it's like the weekend. It's not really counting. It's holidays, but you know, I'll be up at the lake Thursday night and then Friday. The brother-in-law is going up. We're going to be, we're going to be drinking. Um, yeah, I, I'm just looking forward to it. Weather's supposed to be good. Hopefully get out in the boat. Um, you know, fat ass go dive in the lake. I'm just, just looking forward to it. Just to to not wake up and go to work i think is so i really don't care where i am but it's going to be fun so my, sorry folks my mind is kind of elsewhere a little bit but hold on let's get back into this um yes so i will as long as there's a social media i will have content folks uh so i'm going to do some ranting on some stupid people but i also have a topic and it came up and there was a stupid person that Alec and I had to deal with talking to. But I like the topic that Alec brought up. It was solid and um, it has been debated uh, on, on fight boards for a long time. Power. Who had the most KOs, TKOs, whatever you want to call it, in NHL history? It's an interesting debate. Most people will throw out Koser. Alec threw out Rob Ray. Wow. Well, Okay, you know, I mean, those were the kind of the two main guys that were in this topic. Now, somebody out there listening, well, what about Probert? What about Dave Brown? What about, yeah, maybe, but uh, Tony Twist. But you just kind of think, I mean, all those guys, I think, you know, Ben Wilson, guys like that. Um, I mean, everybody had their, 
you know, gillies with the hospital thing and stuff like that. I mean, every fighter probably has a couple knockdown TKOs, whatever. Um, but I will, I kind of, when you start going through the list and you, and you start breaking it down, Coaster, and Coaster is always sort of looked at as sort of the KO king, so to speak. Um, and I think Rob Ray has, and I agree with Alec. He brought it up. And of course, Alec produced video evidence that, uh, Ray has, uh, you know, has, has, has a, a claim to the crown. So we're going to go over that. And I went through the videos, folks. I, I'm not just saying. I went through the videos and I wrote, I got, I got notes right here, so we're, I'm going to go through all that with you. I'm not, I'm not just sitting over here whistling Dixie, folks. No, I, I got, I got some. I went through the video evidence, and uh, I will, I will give you an informed opinion. Now, what, what, what you do with that opinion is up to you, but it'll have, some, it'll have some uh, video behind it. So, which apparently wasn't good enough for some people. Um, but other than that, first of all. Uh, yeah, let's. Obviously, I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. There's over 50 shows in the network. All the NHL teams are represented. So, whatever any team you're a fan of, there's a show for you. So, check it out. You know, and then Terry Ryan, of course, is on the uh, is on the network as well. Actually, I was talking to Terry today, texting. We actually had a, a nice little text conversation back and forth. And uh, oh, and for those asking, stop asking. Jared Kiso, uh, Shorzy does not do podcasts. There you go. So, don't ask. That's right from Ted Hitchcock himself. Because he has asked. I can't remember. Somebody was telling me I should get Kiso on. Which would have been awesome. Because, oh, and for those that don't know, Jared Kiso, of course, uh, Shorzy, uh, and Wayne from Letterkenny, the creator of Shorzy and Letterkenny, um, was actually a, a fairly decent uh, junior A hockey player in Ontario. Uh, he played, was it the OPHL? I believe that's what Leaky played. I saw some highlights of him scoring and, uh, you know, had a couple tilts and, uh, he was, yes. So he is a legitimate hockey player. Uh, yes, he, he played junior A. So he has, he has some skills. Um, but apparently a massive fight fan and actually used to go to a lot of LNAH games. Big fan of the tilts. So, um, but anyway, but no, he will not do podcasts. So anyway, which is a shame because it'd be fun to just get him on there to talk about hockey. But, uh, and some fighting. Anyway, wh- where was I? Oh, yes, the Hockey Podcast Network. And then, of course, I have Alec over there, the Five for Fighting Podcast. Holy shit, folks, he released an episode. Yeah, I know a lot of people were hoping or thought he quit. No, he came back. Cole Fraser of the Toledo Walleye, he had on, uh, the other day. And, uh, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie, I have not listened. I've listened to, Briefly listened to it, but he hasn't put it up on Spotify yet. I was listening to the, it was in the truck, and I had the YouTube channel going, um, and I only listened to a few minutes of it. And then, uh, you know, unfortunately, work got in the way. But uh, I will. I always listen to all his episodes, so I will get to listening to it all. But uh, for you East Coast Hockey League fans out there and OHL fans, because he played in Peterborough as well, um, yes, check it out. Also, Alec, and I hate to admit it, but because I like busting his balls, but. The kid does have a tremendous back catalog by Lois, Rob Ray, speaking of Rob Ray, uh, Rob Ray, uh, Jason Rushton, um, Jeremy Yablonski, on and on. Uh, like I said, Alec is in the process of moving and they just bought a house and all that stuff and closing of the house and blah, blah, blah. So um, he hasn't had a lot of time to podcast. 
but I know once they get moved in and settled and, and all that stuff and can, you know, get back to the sort of the normal, you know, living schedule, um, he is, he will be back at it. But in the meantime, if you go, when you're on YouTube, go to the Five for Fighting YouTube channel. He's got all these Coast League fights from last year up and a few assorted videos here and there. Um, could you hit this? So, I mean, so definitely check it out because there's some great tilts on there. And while you're there, could you hit the subscribe button? We're trying to get Alec to a thousand subscribers. And I think today I noticed, I think he's at 860 or something. So, you know, not, I think one more little bit into the East Coast League season. If he keeps putting up the East Coast League fights from this year, he'll hit it. So, uh, yeah, trying to get him to a thousand. And while you're at the YouTube, at the YouTubes, uh, jump over to the, uh, fourth line voice. I have over 2,500 videos, all the leagues, OHL, NHL, blah, blah, blah. They're all sorted, so just type in the search engine what league you're looking for. Boom, they'll come up. Check out some Jamie Butt tilts. I have about seven or eight of them on there. Pretty good, man. Good tilts with the Ginla and Tedarenko. Great, good one with Rub Tremblay, too. So definitely check that out. And, uh, again, hit the subscribe button. Greatly appreciate it. And, uh, yeah. And if you're on social media... Fourth Line Voice on Twitter, as well as on Facebook. I'm always putting up pictures and videos and just yapping and general shenanigans on social media. So give me a follow. And uh, if you have something to say, good, bad, or otherwise, a suggestion, or maybe uh, a critique, uh, email me. Hockeyfights at Hotmail.com. All one word, Hockeyfights at Hotmail.com. And uh, yeah, drop me a line. Love to hear from you guys. Um... Actually, for a while there, for a string there, I was getting, like, you know, I was getting a, a bunch of, e- uh, bu- like, yeah, send your cards and letters. Uh, you know, it wasn't like I was uh, swamped and the mailman was hunched bringing my mail here. But, no, in the email, I was actually getting, you know, a few few emails each each week after each episode. So, um, yeah. I, I, and I love it. I love hearing from people and what they think of the show. And, oh, you should talk about this. And, um, you know, it's just stuff like that. Because... Like I said, with that, with hey, I'm I'm open for all suggestions on uh, on topics. Um, I know, like I said, some of you throw out the the in depth ones that you know. Unfortunately, I you know when you're doing two shows a week and you know basically working, well, not that I obviously I'm taking holidays, but working seven days a week for the last however many months. Um, I don't have a lot of time to do research. Unfortunately, I'd like to do it on some of these, but yeah. Like I said, uh, left wingers in the pre-expansion WHA days or something. It's like, you know, or the can you break down the rivalry of the Flyers and the Bruins in the mid seventies? Well, no. I mean, I'd like to, but um, actually, somebody did ask me to break down the Flyers Bruins seventies rivalry. Um, you know, it, it like oh, and these are the brawls, and you got to, you know, and I'm like, okay. Um, I will say right, I mean, I know what you're talking about and I know the, I know the participants and stuff like that. Um, but the seventies is not my wheelhouse whatsoever. I mean, like I can, I could fiddle fuck my way through it, but you know, I don't think it would be doing the listeners any justice. I would certainly have to get someone on. I know a couple guys that would be much more qualified to talk about that than me. Uh, in fact, actually, I, I believe the guy who actually posed the question, I'm like, well, why don't you come on and do it? Um, cause you'd be better at it than I would be. Um, even the, really the eighties, um, again, I mean, I know the participants and shit, but, um, and again, I could fart my way through it, but, eh, I'm, I'm a nineties guy. I really am. Um, you know, cause that's kind of like when I was, you know, 
late elementary school into high school and then my teenage and into my 20s, right? So, that I mean, obviously that's when you retain the most information or when I was most into it and kind of really getting into the, late, especially the late 90s when the internet started coming around, I found message boards. So I was on these message boards almost every night talking and learning and and following everything. So that's kind of when I really was into everything. So yeah, I'm, I always say I'm a 90s guy. Um, again, I know the 70s and 80s, but not not like some people. So and I, and I would never pretend that I do. Um, I'm not on their level in terms of knowledge for the for those decades. So um, yeah, if, if you like I said, I'm like if, and you guys know that listen to the show. I am open to have anybody come on. I would love to have someone come. believe me. That makes my job so much easier. If you're like, yeah, can I come on and talk about the the 80s wings yeah here's the microphone dude knock yourself out have at her hoss i mean yeah for sure um yeah if you could want to come on and tell a story i'm all for it because like i said that's just one less night of content that i have to go searching for so yeah absolutely so like i said drop me a line whether it be on social media or email me love to hear from you um Okay, let's get, yeah, we're 26 minutes in. I haven't really talked about anything. I've kind of, I've kind of gone around the perimeter on a few topics, but let's dive in here. Okay. Um, internet idiots. Oh, where to begin? Um, and I've said this, I've, and again, I know I'm probably, where's the horse? I'm going to beat it. I'm going to, you know, uh, and on and on and rehash and whatever, but. I guess it just, it's one of those, it just bears repeating. Um, if, if you're gonna, uh, first of all, if you're a grown adult and your whole, and your whole gimmick is to go around social media and like just troll people, uh, you're kind of a fucking loser, but okay, that's your thing. Um, if you're gonna do it, be good at it. Like, I don't know. If you're gonna commit time to something, be good at it. You know? And these fucking guys, they just, I, it's not trolling. I, I think it's just people. They're just people are just big mouths, and they can't help themselves. And it's like, you know, and and for and this this McRae thing. Pardon me if I brought this up already, but you know, if I have, bear with. Um, I put up a fight between uh, uh, Ken McRae and Bob Basson. Tremendous fight, toe to toe. Um, and a lot of people were commenting on it, got a couple thousand views on Twitter, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and of course, some, some putz who, who doesn't follow me on Twitter, so just some troll bounces in, and he's, of course, he's just got, oh, I'm so glad they don't, the least don't have anybody like this anymore, but I'm like, oh, okay, whatever, and it's like, oh, typical bender or whatever. I'm like, well, you know, he was taken, like, and then when I'm talking about Ken McRae, I'm like, he was taken in the first round. He was a pointed guy in the American League, like, in the minors. You know, just, you know, had, had some had some tough luck in the NHL, but, you know, whatever. Um, then, of course, the reply, uh, try fifth round, bud. So, that's the thing. If you're going to fucking troll and and flap your lips... Figure out who you're talking about. So, of course, I type back, well, that's Basil McCrate, you fucking idiot. That's not who's in this video, and that's not who I'm talking about, uh, bud. You know, like, 
Oh, well, regardless. No, it's not regardless. Go away. It's just shit like that. It's just irritating. And it's been irritating for like the last week and a bit on social media. You just get these goofs that just got to chime in and flap their lips. And they try to be condescending like these fucking know-it-alls. And it's like you don't even know what you're talking about. But yet here you are. So I had that. And then it's like... And then this other goof. Like somebody puts up the, the Syracuse Crunch picture. Where it's... Kanopka, Dorset, Sestito, and Morasti. And everybody, oh, that was a great time at the crunch. And oh, they went on the big winning streak and blah, blah, blah. And oh, and of course, some guy, oh, four plugs. Oh, yeah, here we go. Four plugs. All right. Yeah, four plugs. Okay. And then, of course, somebody else. Did any of these losers play in the NHL? Well, yeah, three of the four did. Yes. And then, well, Kanopka, and then somebody brought up Kanopka. Oh, I really like Kanopka when he was at the Islanders. And, of course, then the one guy goes, yeah, unfortunately, he's a real liability. Oh, okay. Well, he can't skate. I, I don't understand, and this comes up again. Where Where is this phrase, I, he can't skate? I, I don't know, what does that mean? I've said this on the show a million times. What, what does that mean? He can't skate. Compared to who? McDavid? Yeah, probably not. But he can't skate. Well, he played almost 400 NHL games. I guess he can skate. Yeah. like, And he played how many hundreds of American Hockey League games? Yeah, he could probably skate. You know, speed-wise, between the American League and the NHL, it's it's kind of the same. You know, it, it, do people realize that it's not that much more of a jump? Like, do you think everyone in the NHL can skate faster than everyone in the American League? Do you think that's how it works? Okay. And anyway, so I'm like, oh, he's a liability. Well, he played 400 games. Well, he was a good face-off guy, and he'd fight, but he'd never win his fights, and they never changed any of the momentum. Oh, uh, Tips was on the bench and in the locker room, I guess. So I said, well, you'd know. And he goes, uh, excuse me, bro, I'm a season ticket. I was a season ticket holder then. Oh, well. There, drop the pen. I mean, I, who, your season ticket holder can't argue with you. You know. Fuck. So, of course, Mike Segroy chimes in. He's, like, he's just like, yeah, Darren, don't bother. And, I mean, I know. I, I'm like, I, I know there's there's no point. And I wasn't arguing with him at that point to, like, change his mind. It's online. It doesn't matter. People just dig it. You're not going to change anyone's mind. No matter. You could type till you're blue in the face. You're not going to change anyone's mind. I wasn't about to try to change his mind. I was just going to simply point out what a fucking idiot he was. Just to let him know that... I think he's an idiot. Mike Segroy thinks he's an idiot. And basically anyone with any hockey sense or just common sense thinks he's an idiot. But he wants to point out that he was a season ticket holder and that Zenon Kanopka was a liability. because. But he was good on face-offs. I'll, I'll give him that. Oh, well, that's oh, you'll give him that. Well, that's good. you know. But he couldn't skate. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, just a captain on every fucking team he's ever played on. And, uh, you know, 300, almost 400 NHL games. But, yeah, tips the season ticket holder here from New York. 
Yeah, he's a liability. None of his fights mattered. Oh, okay. Like I said, you'd know. I was right there, buddy. What? Or I'm like, bro. I was, bro. Okay, I'm not your bro. Stop. You're my guy. I'm not your guy. Shut up. Talk normal. Like, idiots. You know, and it just... But I, I, I don't understand this. What? Just, why? Like, you just had to comment that Zen and Kanopka was a liability with the Islanders. Why? First of all, the pictures of him and three other guys in Syracuse. Why do you feel the need? I, I don't understand people's... Just this compulsive need to say something all the time. It, it wasn't like somebody put up a picture of Zen and Kanopka and said, oh, in the year that he played with the Islanders, he was one of the top players. Okay, well then you could say, hey, I was a season ticket holder and watched all the time. I disagree. He was good on face-offs, but he was a third line, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's where that conversation should happen. Why is it happening in this picture and when no one brought it up, but you just felt the need again? These guys, they just have to troll and just flap their lips and just talk shit. And the thing is, is you're talking shit and you're not even good at it. It just, it's just, you just... Oh, you're just a clown. You're clowns. And most of the time, I will say, I, I I find, I just sort of laugh about this shit. Oh, believe me, I am not replying to most of this. Because if I, if I replied to every person that bothered me on social media, I would have been fired from my job a long time ago. And I would probably be on the, you know, I'd be in a straight jacket somewhere because that could drive you nuts doing that. And uh, I, I, for the most part, and I, and I, I say this, but it's more do as I say, not as I do. Um, I always don't scroll. You know what? You know when social. You know how you. You know how you get the most enjoyment of social media is don't scroll, <laughs> which just sort of defeats the purpose of social media. I get it, but yeah, it's. Um, and, and it's unfortunate. And I've told people this, like the people I follow, like friends of mine. Um. I'll tell them, and it sounds sort of arrogant, but it's like, it kind of, if you want me to see something, uh, tag me in it. Yeah, basically, because I, I am not, most likely not going to see it, because I won't scroll. Because I'm like, I think that's how I'm going to, I said, that's how I, I'm going to survive on social media, because if not, I'm just going to drive myself crazy. Because it's like, I can't handle stupid. And like I said, and, and it's not that people have a different of opinion than I do. That That's not, I mean, I, I live with people that have lots of different opinions than I do. Um, no, if someone has a healthy back and forth or I disagree because, and then they, I might not agree with it, but it's okay. I mean, that's their opinion or whatever. But when it comes to the hockey thing, it's uh, you know, oh, I don't, I think Dave Brown's number one, or what, I'm, I'm, oh, you're an idiot, I'm like, I'm, no, I'm not that guy, I don't care, that's fine, no, it's the idiots that just have something to say about, some, about everything, and they're just clearly just jumping in and talking nonsense, and they don't know, or these people that just buy grandpappy's myths, and don't do any research, and just, like this revisionist history shit, and just, I'm getting to that, and it and it's just, oh, it's just why? Like, just those people drive me nuts. 
and 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 just this needless like the fan homerism thing. Like I said, when you put a picture of Gary Roberts up, like what? Seriously, what hockey fan? Like just a pure hockey fan has anything bad to say about Gary Roberts? Like, are you serious? One of the great power forwards had to retire due to a neck injury. Came back and played. Is is literally like they, people love to throw around the term warrior and all this shit. It doesn't get much more textbook than Gary Roberts. Could score, would fight, hit, grind it out. Played till how old was he? Forty. Is a workout fiend to this day. He's he is sought out for his fitness. And, and training uh, stuff. But you have goofs online. Oh, this guy was a clown, you know, and all this. And, you know, oh, he's a typical Leaf cheap shot artist. And just what? Like, just... And, of course, it's some... Oh, Canucks head. Oh, oh shocking. It's some, some other idiot fan from somewhere else. And he's not half the player Trevor Linden was and half the man. What? What is that? Oh, I like Trevor Linden. Like, why? Why? why you know, why do we have to sully Trevor Linden's name with your stupidity? You know, first of all, they weren't even the same type of play. like Linden was a, you know, a skilled you know guy that you know would play the man, but he wasn't fighting and grinding it out and battling like Gary Roberts. I mean, they're completely different players. Like Roberts was the quintessential power forward. Linden wasn't. You know, Lyndon wasn't a pussy or anything, but I mean, you know, he was just a, yeah, he was just a farm kid that would, you know, take the man and occasionally fight, but he wasn't good at it, and he would score. I like Trevor Lyndon. A good leader, obviously, in Vancouver, and well thought of in the community, and he's still there, and blah, blah, blah. Had a great career. You know, so did Gary Roberts. Why Why do we need to... It, it, it's It's typical... Yeah, it's like anything, but it's typical internet shit. To prop one guy up, we gotta shit on another? Like, what? why? Why do we need to? Why do you need to do that? You know? Like, when I was doing the whole Brown-Probert, who's number one? Well, you don't need to shit on Brown to prove that Probert was number one. Like, if you think Probert was better, just say Probert was better, and this is why. You don't have to, oh, because Brown was cheap, and Brown did this, and did this, and did this. Well... Why do you need to shit, you degrade one, because it's not a scale, like if you put more shit on a guy, the other guy's going to rise up, like, wh- why do people need to feel the need to do this, but anyway, so, yeah, so you got a couple of these clowns shitting on Gary Roberts, which is just asinine on the surface, but then, yeah, he starts arguing with me, he goes, oh yeah, well, you know, he's a typical Leaf guy, typical Leaf fan, I'm like, I'm not a fan of the Leafs. Well, whatever team you're a fan of, and that's when I was like, nah, I hate all of them. I, I don't know. You know, I don't. So that's why I always say with this show or whatever, when you're listening, you're getting a completely unbiased opinion because I don't give a shit. Like I said, I'm not a fan of any of this shit anymore. I don't care who wins and loses and who plays for who. I never did. I, like I've always said in anything, I'm a fan of the player. I don't care what team he's on. I liked Gary Roberts when he was on the Flames. I liked him when he was on Toronto. I liked him when he was on Carolina. And Tampa and where, Pittsburgh and all these teams. I just like Gary Roberts. So I never give a shit what team he played on. You know, which, I mean, th- that's the thing. And these diehard bozos can't wrap their head around that. Like, they can't, 
you know, oh, you mean common sense? What does that mean? And they don't, they have no understanding. Like, they, they can't get out of their fandom bubble. So what I'm saying is completely foreign to them. And they, they, yeah, and they can't wrap their head around it. It's really not that tough of a concept. It's called being an adult, but, you know, when we're going to be fandom tantrums and child, then they can't, they don't get it. So, anyway. But yeah, again, how does anybody say anything bad about Gary Roberts? I don't, whatever. I don't understand it. But, yeah, so he's just ranting and raving and, and I, yeah, and that was the picture. I, like I said, I, I had to shut the, the replies off. It's like, I can't, cause they're in my notifications. I gotta read this shit. It's like, I don't, I don't want to hear these idiots anymore. You know, and then, and then the Leaf fan has to start arguing with this guy and the, the Leaf, then a bunch of the Leaf fans are arguing with the Canuck guy and who, we, we are going to own you this year. It's like, oh, all of you go away. Oh, it's like, oh. Why don't you pull your bottom lip over your head and swallow? Like, God, just shut up. Like, go argue somewhere else. Like, take me out of the conversation, please. I don't want to listen to this shit, so I just shut the notifications off or shut the replying off on the picture. And like I said, and that's the, and that's the, I've always said that's the shame of social media. Um, you just, it's like, what's it say? That's why we can't have nice things. It's like that. It, you just can't have. It, it'll start off good. You can have a good conversation, and there'll be a bunch of people chiming in, and and it's good, and you're sharing pictures, and it's fun. Inevitably, here it comes. There's always that guy, and it just wrecks the whole experience. And it's a shame because I, I've, I've talked about this well numerous times on this show, but I've had like ex players or guys that run that I really enjoyed. Uh, talking to online or on on Twitter, that they they just get a hold of me privately and they're like, "Yeah, dude, I can't do this anymore. I can't. I hate Twitter so much. Like, I can't." And they're like, "Here's my email address or you know my cell number or whatever, you know, because they want to keep in contact, you know." Um, but it's just like, yeah, I can't, I can't do social media anymore, and I completely get it. I I I don't try to. Oh no, stay. Like, no, I get it. Yeah, I don't blame you. I've always said the only reason I'm on Twitter and on Facebook is because I have to promote this fucking podcast. Or I wouldn't do any of it. I had, like, before I was on, like, I've been doing this show forever, how long. I wasn't on Facebook for the show. I didn't have a show Facebook page. I had a private, my own Facebook page. I mean, I think everyone in the world at one point has had a Facebook page. But I haven't updated that or done anything to my to my own private one in, I don't know, three or four years maybe. Four or five years probably. I just couldn't take it. Like I said, I used to go there and I would read the, like, the news feed. Like, you know, where all the people, like, all your friends, you go through the feed. And there'd be, in a couple minutes in, I'd be, why am I friends with these people? Like, these, they're, these, these, I, they're idiots now. Like, what happened? Everybody take idiot pills? Like... This isn't the person I knew in high school or the one that I, I worked with. I mean, what happened to them? You know, but it's just like the world got stupid. And it's just like, yeah. I, I, so I just stopped going. I just got, I wasn't getting depressed. But it was just like, it just got aggravating. And it's, like I said, and it's one thing on social media where you're going through it. And it's just, oh, it's Leaf Girl 62. Well, I don't know them, so I don't really give a shit. Whatever. Yeah, they're idiots and whatever, but it doesn't bother me in that way because I don't know, they're just faceless strangers, so I don't care. 
But when it's on Facebook and it's people you've actually known, you were, you've been friends with for 20 years, and all of a sudden they're just regurgitating garbage online, and it's like, what happened to you? Like, you know, that's when it becomes, not upsetting, but just, yeah, in some cases it is, because it's like, well, I guess, you know, you're an idiot, like, I don't know what happened to you, you know, you know, you moved and got brainwashed or something, or I don't know what happened, or married an idiot, or who knows, I don't know, but you're not the person I I knew, so, you know, I, I guess we're not friends anymore, you know, and again, it's not because they voted different or anything like that, no, it's well beyond that, it becomes, it's not polit- politics or whatever, none of that, or sh- it's just, you know what I mean, people, you guys know what I'm talking about. Again, it's not that they differ opinion than me. I, that's, that's not, I can live with that. It's when the extremism on left and right extremism, I guess we've got to point that out too. Believe me, I find both irritating as shit and, uh, and embarrassing and like, just why? Come on. Anyway. Yeah, it was just at the 46 minute mark. Have I said anything yet? Other than just like ranting about trolls and stuff. I don't know. Like I said, it's like what, 9.52 Wednesday night and I'm just sort of ranting. But, oh, and that was the other one with the Gary Roberts thing. Of course, somebody, of course, old the old Leaf diehard, the 40-year-old Leaf fan still waiting for the cop, this idiot and blah, blah, blah. Somebody put, um, he's got... He's got more guts than any Leaf on the current roster, which is probably true, or which is true. Um, <laughs> this guy types in, oh, yeah, no, they're all soft as shit. And then especially Wayne Simmons, which was sort of an odd comment to make, and I'm kind of reading it like, well, if if anyone out of the fucking candy asses on Toronto wasn't soft... Simmons would be the guy I'd pick. Now, am I a massive Wayne Simmons fan? Not really. I mean, he's okay. I have nothing for him or against him. But it was like, I wouldn't exactly call Wayne Simmons soft. Is he a killer? No. But, you know, he'll fight and shit now and again. He's You know, he's in his, what is it, mid-30s now? You know? And he's slowed down like everyone, I guess. And, you know whatever, so maybe something about playing in Toronto makes you a, a bit of a pussy, but yeah, I mean, he certainly doesn't fight like he used to, but who does, I guess, but I, but I, I, I'm like, of all the daisies you could pick on that team, Simmons is the guy you're going to shit on, so I'm like, which is my basically my reply to him, like, really, Simmons is the, is the guy that you're going to point fingers at? Oh, he, and again... Yeah, he's soft and can't skate. What? what? What does that mean? He can't, again, can't skate. What does that mean, he can't skate? I said, guys that can't skate. Oh, he's played a 1,000 NHL games. He has 500 and some points. Like, so what is that? He gets a point every second game. Well, guys that can't skate can't do that. Oh, he's always two or three steps behind. Oh, sure he is. Okay. You know, whatever. They need to cut him loose. 
So you're the same guy two tweets ago that was talking about how soft the Leafs are. So the one guy that's actually got nuts in the team, that's your, he's, that's the one you're going to get rid of. Well, that's, that's solid coach. That, it's a solid GM move right there. We're soft as shit. Let's get rid of the one guy that's got like half a ball. You know, like, uh, all right. Yeah, cause he can't skate. Oh, yeah. 500 and some points at a thousand NHL games, but yeah, no, he's the shits. Oh, uh, like, like, why? Why? Again, this is what I'm talking about. Now, you don't have to like Wayne Simmons. I get it. You just think, I, I just think his best days are behind him or whatever. Just say that. But this idea that, oh, he can't skate and he can't keep up anymore. Like, oh, okay. You know what? If he couldn't, you, you realize these teams would get rid of him, right? Like, just, they can void the contracts. They can just not re-sign them or whatever. Like, but yeah, so NHL guys and GMs and scouts and people that actually watch these games for a living figure he can still do it a little, you know, or bring something. If they figured he couldn't skate, they wouldn't sign him. Like, just, oh, yeah, he can't. I love that line. People love to throw that out. He can't skate. You know, compared to Mitch Marner, no, he probably is two steps behind Mitch Marner. But there's a lot of people that are two steps behind Mitch Marner. I think Wayne Simmons will be just fine. But anyway, I yeah, like I said, folks, I get, I guess this my all my ranting and everything. This really has no point to anything. I'm just sort of, I I got the microphone on and I'm just talking to you. We're in the basement and I'm talking. You know, we're just. We're just two old friends bitching. <laughs> How was your day? Uh, yeah. So, welcome to the fourth line voice. <laughs> 50 minutes in, we have yet to talk about a goddamn thing. All right. Well, I should probably get to uh, the main topic here. Hold on. I got to take a drink. Okay. Now, it has always been discussed who has the most KOs and stuff in the NHL history. I guess I already brought this up at the start of the show. And anyway, in the group it got brought down. I guess the debate, Alec had brought it up. The debate was between Ray or Koser. And, and of course, right away, you have to get the old timers in there. Or these guys that like to think they're these big knowledgeable fight fans. Scott, oh, Ray. Yeah. Okay, bud. Sure thing. Sure thing, pal. Uh, just, like, shut up. Oh, Patty. So, now again, we have to get some troll, and like, and other people are talking and whatever, and the thing was, is Alec, when he brought it up, didn't just throw, like he said, I think Ray has more KOs. Or TKOs. Here's a video. Which he produces a video from YouTube that has like, I don't know, nine or ten legitimate Ray TKOs on it. It's right there on video. You can hit play and watch it. So he's not just throwing out names and who he thinks. Ha- no, it, there's video evidence. Remember this, folks. There's video evidence. If you go to YouTube and just type in Rob Ray KO compilation or something, it'll come up. It's like nine minutes. 
And they got the dates and everything. It's right there. The world can see it. Okay. Yet old Patty here and a couple of the guys are still going to argue about it. All right. Well, so then Alex is telling the guy, well, I gave you video evidence, so I don't know what you're arguing about. What's your argument? Like, you're obviously on the coaster side of the ledger here. What's your argument? Oh, I just know, kid. Oh, here we go. So I chime in and I brought up the fact that Alec produced video and whatever. And this guy starts giving me the, the kid line. Okay. Well, first of all, dickhead, we're about the same age. So I said, and I told him, I said, listen, you condescending jack off. You sound like you, you, you clearly have no clue what you're talking about. Reading comprehensions out the window because right away this guy starts, oh, I'll read some names for Larry Playfair, you know, McGuire, Brad May with Bat. He starts listing these Buffalo. If you walk around the streets of Buffalo, people will tell you Ray was nothing. Or, the topic is Coaster or Ray, who had more knockouts. What are you talking about Larry Playfair and Brad May for? You fucking idiot. Again, these fucking dolts just have to flap their lips about who, what are you talking about? And again, if you want to say Coaster had more, that's fine. But okay, back it up then. I don't need to. I was there. Oh, yeah? I lived through it. Oh, sure. Okay. You know what? On these message boards, these message boards are loaded with guys that apparently lived through it. As I'm sitting here, I can look over my shoulder at hundreds and hundreds of fight DVDs. So I've seen all this shit, and I lived through it, too. But the thing is, the thing is, I have video, and it's on my YouTube, and I'll actually do some investigating when I'm going to bring up one of these topics. Unlike yourself, who just yaps. Or someone told them, or or the myth has been, through the years, has just gained momentum. And these guys love to throw it out there. Because, oh, they watched some NHL special once, and some... One of Joe Koser's teammates said, Oh, Joey Koser is the hardest puncher ever. So fucking Jim in the Enforcer Appreciation page, old Patty, is going to bounce around on everything. And his answer for every KO is Joey Koser was the best. Because some some Ranger player said it back in 92. And he, he heard it on ESPN. Okay, what videos then? What fights are you talking about? Oh, you can go find them. That was his. That was his answer. He doesn't have an answer. He doesn't know. He's just talking. Now, as I'm sitting here saying this, am I knocking Joey Coaster? No, I love Joey Coaster. He's one of my favorite tough guys. Am I knocking Rob Ray? No, same thing. I love Rob Ray. I love both these guys. This is an indictment on either of them. We're going to have a debate, or I'm going to review the KOs, and I'll leave it to you, the listener, to decide and to go onto YouTube and watch, and you come up with your, with your, your decision based on what I'm talking about and what, and what the evidence, what the, what does the video show? That's what it comes down to. I mean, you can't, well, I was going to say you can't argue with video, although people do daily. 
I mean, I, video evidence, apparent, that's not good enough anymore, you know. But here on this show, we live in the real world, and yes, video is <laughs> the, the, uh, <laughs> the true indicator. And, uh, yes, cause we'll believe what our eyes can see. And, you know, so, um, basically the argument was, okay, so Kos or Ray, who had the most knockdowns? Cause TK, like knockouts is, you know, I, cause people knockout, that's like a boxing term. How many people legitimately get like flatline knocked out in a hockey fight? Like, not many. Most hockey fight, you could TKO a guy, like catch a guy and clip him and he goes down. He'll get back up, but he might, you know, might need a little help to the box or he sits in the box and he's not feeling great, doesn't play another shift, you know, or he sometimes goes off the ice for repairs. But to actually drop a guy and they got to stretcher him off and all that shit, that, that happens seldom. So when we say KO, we're, we're basically meaning TKO, kind of a flash knockdown thing. At least, that's going to be my interpretation of it. So going forward with this exercise, when I say that, that's what I'm talking about. Um, but again, so the people chiming in on this, on this topic, um, those shitting on Rob Ray would always be what, well, of course, oh, all his knockouts came when his Jersey came off. Okay. Well, once again, you didn't watch any of the video because as I went through it, um, his jersey was only off on two of them. So that throws that theory out the window of what you're talking about. Um, now I will say when I went down this list, uh, first of all, I started, I went to the old drop your gloves site. I know it's down, but you can still get on the way back machine. You can get fight cards and I got closer and raised fight card. So that helped initially because they would rank KOs and TKOs on that. So that helped me out. So I basically wrote down the list of all the TKOs and KOs that they have listed for each guy. And then I went to YouTube and looked up the fights. Because if you're going to do some, if you're going to talk about a topic, do some bloody research. So you know what you're talking about. And again, I had seen most of these fights, if not all of them. But after watching a million hockey fights, shit gets all run together. So some of them I can't, I didn't, obviously some of the big, like the kite ones, obviously I remember. But there's a few that is like, oh, really? I I don't even remember that one. But okay, you know, but I wanted to, again, be um, on the ball and know what I'm talking about. So I did the research. So um, we'll start with Ray. Um, Basically, it had, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They have them on Drop Your Gloves listed with 16 TKOs. KO slash TKOs. So I was like, really? 16? And it was funny. You know how many Coaster had listed? 16. So, and this is NHL. Um, although Coaster, one of the ones I counted was the Jim Playfair American Hockey League one, because that was vicious. But I didn't count any of Ray's American League ones. I don't know if he had any in the American League. That's the other thing. There's a lot of... Coaster might have had more in the American League, might have had some in junior. Same with Ray, but that footage isn't out there, right? So I don't know. So we're, I guess we'll just stick it to the NH, we'll stick to the NHL because that footage is all out there. So actually the only fight that was missing out of both of these guys was they have Rob Ray drop, uh, TKO and Diddick 
for his second in, in the right when he first came out with Buffalo, but that video is not available. It wasn't on YouTube. I couldn't find it. Um, his other fight with Diddick was, but this one wasn't. So I'm not, I didn't count that one. I can't make an opinion on that. But going down the Ray one, the first one they have down is, uh, Nevin Marquardt, which is interesting because that's Rob Ray's NHL debut, which is a hell of a debut. So, well, now, okay, I should point out before I get going. That was the, uh, that was one of the main sticking points also with the debate with Coaster and Ray is, of course, the Coaster camp was, well, look at the guy, like Joey's, uh, uh, KO list is a lot better than Ray's. His quality of opposition. Uh, is it? Yeah, I don't know about that. So, cause they're like, oh, Ray dropped guys. Cause his jersey always came off and he was dropping no ones like Nevin Marquardt was the argument. Well, okay. You, cause that's the first, and of course in the video that Alec produced, that was the first fight of the video, obviously, is the Marquardt one because it goes in chronological order. Oh yeah, oh, he dropped Marquardt. Big deal. Okay, well, you're, you're not going to mention the other 10 that were on the video, but okay, the Marquardt one is the one you're gravitating to. Oh, sure. First of all, never Marquardt wasn't that bad. Like, you're talking like he dropped Dennis Savard or something. It's like, no, Marquardt got to some really good battles and was like a solid kind of middleweight guy. You know, again, am I saying Nevin Marquardt was a world beater? No. But was he a pussy? No, he wasn't. He wasn't bad. But the jersey stayed on in this. Uh, and it raised NHL debut. And he kind of caught him and he went down. Would I call it a big TKO? Nah, no, I'm not going to call it that. Then I said, then the next one's Diddick. Can't find it. Then Kevin Deneen. Again, jersey stayed on. Ray Lance, a pretty good shot. Stunned him. He went down. Is it a TKO KO? Eh, I'm probably not even going to call that one. Um, then the next one, Mark Potvan. Again, Jersey stayed on. Are we seeing a trend here? Um, kind of a flash knockdown. He caught him and he went down. Yeah, maybe it, in boxing terms, I'd give it a standing eight count. You know. Um, then Jeff Chikrin, uh, when Chikrin's in Hartford. As a preseason game, the jersey does come off, and that one's stiff. He catches Chikrin good. That is definitely a TKO. Uh, the next one, Scott Daniels, jersey stayed on. Clips Daniels, you know, flash knockdown. I'd call it a TKO. Uh, then, of course, the Jim Kite one. Jersey stays, uh, his jersey, or pardon me, his jersey came off for that one. He drops Kite hard. That was, that one was a big one. Uh, VL. Great toe-to-toe battle. Clips him on the chin. Puts VL down. Again, VL gets up. I would say it's sort of a TKO flash knockdown. But he is busted up. Jersey stayed on. For the re- Actually, for the rest of these, the jersey stayed on. So for two, he had two knockdowns where his jersey came off. The chicken one and the kite one. Now granted, those are probably his two most vicious ones too. So, but nonetheless, this, oh, his jersey always came off. That's why he was good. That's how he was able to knock everyone out. Again, these are the comments. Did you look in, see, again, this is how I know you don't look into anything. Because if you had looked into it, or at least even watched the video Alec produced, you would have seen, no, his jersey did not come off in all of them. It came off in only two of them. So that's, see, this is what I mean when you read the comments. People just throw out this, Ray's jersey always came off. Did it? I mean, obviously it did a good amount of times because they came up with the 
air quote Rob Ray rule. So yeah, it did come off, but that's why that was the only re- that. And then that's their argument. Well, Coaster didn't have to do that, and that's why Coaster Ray had more KOs because his jersey always came off. Okay, again, right? The jersey didn't come off in these in these knockouts outside of two of them. So you're speaking in, like I said, it's bullshit. And it's just internet fight board, you know, blah, blah, blah. The next one, Brad Brown, solid TKO, catches him. It actually doesn't look like much until they watch, they play the replay. Because I watched it in full speed a couple times because I was fast forwarding shit, right? Until the punches came. And I'm like, that really kind of looks like a kind of a shoulder shot momentum knockdown. But then they do the reverse angle and yeah, he catches him. Um, then Steve Webb. Yeah, he catch, actually his two fights against Webb. Yeah, he catches Webb pretty good in both of them. One, the uppercut looks pretty. He had the jersey half over Webb's head and catching a pretty solid uppercut. Again, is Webb getting carted off on a stretch? No, but they were flash knockdowns. Then the next one of Moose Morris set. Yeah, flash knockdown. Then uh, one against Dennis Bonvey when Bonvey's with Chicago. That's a pretty stiff one. He catches Bombi good. Bombi's feeling that one. Um, Patrick Cote. Ah, that's kind of a flash knockdown. I think it was kind of a momentum punch. I don't know if I would call it a, a TKO. Uh, Fedoric, same thing. Caught him on the temple side of the head. Eh, I, you know, he might have, you know, it might have, it might have been like a computer monitor and he, he might have flickered for a second. Would I call it a big TKO? Nah, eh, no. And then Ponikarovsky, I mean, you know, so that, I mean, that's the one blemish on his, you know, and he caught him and he kind of turtled and whatever. So I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah, was it a TKO? Yeah, I guess. But I'm like, it's Ponikarovsky. So I'm not going to really count that. So really, what do we got? What do I, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, I, I'll, and I'm only giving the one web one. Maybe I won't even count the one, but so eight TKOs for Rob Ray, two of which, well, we'll say, okay, six for the, for the diehards and then two where the jersey came off. So Ray had about eight TKOs, but really, but you look at that list though, uh, Marquardt, solid middleweight, Diddick, Sandpaper D, Kim Deneen, eh, you know, whatever, smaller guy, but a grinder guy. Potman, uh, you know, played the enforcer role. Chikrin, big tough D. Daniels, tough guy. Kite, tough guy. VL, Brown. Webb was smaller, but he was a pain in the ass, but he would fight. Uh, Morissette, minor league legend. Bonvi, minor league legend. Patrick Cote, crazy. Fedoric, solid heavyweight. So, you know, and that was the other argument. Oh, Ray's not beating anybody. Again, are you listen to your comments here? And then I just read off his list of guys that he, you know, we're calling TKOs on. Well, that's not; these aren't punching bags that he's beating. Like Ponikarovsky, yeah, oh, okay, you can point the finger at that one, which they did. You know, oh yeah, throw out the Ponikarovsky, yeah, big win. Okay, so that again, that's who you choose to focus on. Not Bond V or Morissette or Brad Brown or VL or Kite or Jeff Chikrin. You don't mention those ones. You mention Ponikarovsky. It's like, okay, that's you're losing this argument when? So, 
So keep in mind that those are the names I just threw at you for Rob Ray. All right, now we'll go on to the other side with Joey Coaster. Um, you know, of course, the Jim Playfair one. Jim Playfair, a tough minor league guy. Um, you know, Coaster freaking near almost killed him. Almost lost his arm over that fight, too, because his arm got infected because he uh, Playfair in the teeth. Um, and it got into his, into his blood there. And, yeah, he almost lost his arm over that KO. But that was a vicious KO. It was very, very kite-like, you know. But okay, uh, we'll get into the first one. Uh, Matt's Thalen, uh, what, Thalen with the Bruins there. Um, yeah, I mean, he didn't go down. Like, he was stunned with the shots, but he didn't go down. So I don't know if I'd call it a TK. I might give him the standing eight count, but I'm, I'm not counting that as a KO. Uh, the next one, Don Jackson. Yes, he caught Don Jackson. Then Jerry, uh, or Jerome DuPont. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of in the back of the head, though. I don't, like, back of the helmet. Yeah, I don't know. It was more momentum. Was it a, now, was it a hard punch? Yeah, I mean, coaches punching helmets and everything. Yeah, obviously, it's a hard shot or whatever. Am I calling that a KO, TKO, though? Eh, I don't know. I, that, I kind of have a tough one with that. Um, then Jeff Jackson. Eh, kind of, sort of knocked him down a little bit, but not, Again, eesh. Brian Curran, hard to tell with the angle on the video. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll give it to him, but was it a devastating knockout or anything? No, more of a flash one. Um, Gary Nyland, again, side of the helmet shot, um, I guess. Luke Richardson, yeah, that was pretty quick. That was in tight, kind of gave him a little shot there. He got faced with the punch, though, so again... Richardson wasn't laid out or anything, but yeah, it was a pretty good shot. So I would say it was a knockdown for that one. Of course, then the kite one that everyone's seen, that was vicious. Um, then it, Lindy Ruff, eh, kind of a flash knockdown. I mean, Ruff's up right away and still trying to throw punches. So I don't know if I'd go too crazy over that as a KO. Dave Manson, same thing. Actually, surprisingly, he hit Manson with some really good lefts, of all things, from Coaster. But he, Manson stayed up, and they were still punching. And then Coaster switched to the right and kind of caught him a little bit. on the Again, side of the helmet shot. Was it a big TKO? No, Manson's up afterwards, right away into the fight again. So I would say it's probably a momentum knockdown. I wouldn't call it a big TKO. Uh, Pilon, same thing. Couple lefts, and then Pilon kind of turtles. Um, he stood up right away and afterwards. So I don't, again, TKO, eh, that's getting a little, getting a little loose with the term TKO. You're kind of throwing it around a little too easy with some of these. Claude Boyvan. Yeah, that's when Coaster with the Rangers and they're squaring off. He catches Boy, Boyvan in the side of the head. Boyvan goes down real quick, but he stands right back up and starts throwing punches again. The refs get in there. Um, a flash knockdown. Yeah. Uh, Troy Loney. Yeah, again, side of the helmet, sort of momentum knocking him over. Loney's up right away. There's no damage. He didn't miss any shifts or anything. So it, or, you're, he's punching helmet. Like, there's got, I mean, that's why his hands were so messed up and everything else. But it's like, how much damage are you really doing when you're hitting helmet? Like, yeah, you know, oh, the Brad Delgarno, again, he busted, I mean, he broke Delgarno's face. So it's not, you know, um, like you could tell. With the Delgarno one, it was weird because I hadn't seen that fight in a long time. I've seen it, obviously, and heard all about the legend of it, and basically pretty much ended Delgarno's career, really. Delgarno tried to come back and play, but he was never the same. And Delgarno himself has said it was because of that fight. Um, 
when you actually go back and watch the fight, the fight, the, the punch that does the damage is the first one that he hits him with. Delgarno doesn't go down. He stays up and he still stays in the fight, but he's like clinging to him, right? You can tell he's probably out on his feet. And then he kind of goes down and Coaster hits his helmet a couple times. But yeah, it was the first shot that, and he's still standing after. That's the one that did that broke his face was the first one. After that, he's probably just looking for a place to fall is what he's doing. Um, so Delgarno for sure. I forgot to mention that one, but yes, Delgarno. Um, then after, yeah, Lithoni, same thing with Caulfield. Jay Caulfield's balance is so shitty. Again, it's like these momentum side of the helmet punches and Caulfield goes down, pops right back up, continues fighting. If you want to call it a TKO, eh, I just sort of a flash knockdown. All right. Mike Eagles, he caught Eagles, got his helmet off and dropped him. That was a stiff one. Neil Wilkinson, they got Wilkinson's jersey up and gave him a few, I guess. Wilkinson, again, is, he's up and doesn't miss a shift. And he's beacon coaster when they're going to the box. So I don't know if I'd call it some huge TKO. But at the same time, with, with the ones that I was talking about with Ray, it's the same thing. These guys aren't out on their, some of them go to the dressing room for repairs. But they're not like out on their feet and getting helped out. Like I said, they don't have two teammates under their arms or anything. So these are sort of just flash knockdowns. And yeah, so really, I mean, I'm adding up coasters and I get like seven. So I'm not saying, oh, Ray wins eight to seven. I'm not saying that, but I'm just like, and again, you know, people are shitting on Ray, Rob Ray's guys. So like I said before, right? Pot, Van Chikrin, Daniels, Kite, VL, Brad Brown, Webb, Morissette, Bonby, Cote, Fedoric. Who's, who are coasters? Uh, Don Jackson, Jerome Dupont, Jeff Jackson, Gary, Luke Richardson, Kite. So that's, you know, uh, Claude Boyvan. Mike Eagles, Brad Delgarno. Really, folks, yeah, I'm just, I, hey, them's the facts. I'm not making that up. Whose list sounds better to you? Eh, I think I'm in the Ray camp on this one. Um, again, I'm not, now again, I'm not shitting on Coaster to make Ray better. I'm just saying that this was what the topic was about, was who had more TKOs and knockdowns. And who had the better list? That, or you know, because that was the argument that oh, it's 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 closer hands down. Look at look at the guys he's knocked out, and then look at the guys Ray's knocked out. It's not even close. That was said by numerous guys in the in the comments section. Well, I just read you the list. Uh, I would say that's fairly close. And like I said, all these if, if you guys are you listening to the sound of my voice, go to YouTube while you're listening to this and look up the fights like I did. Tell me I'm wrong. I sat and stared right at the video. Watched each one of those fights. Broke it down for you. Just saying. I, Ray, Ray, Ray's list sounds a lot better to me than, than Joey Coaster's does. And and I've I've had when I had Steve on the show when Probert was King dot com um, and we talked about it and we talked about the top tens and stuff like that and, and Coaster's name comes up in the top ten. Um like I said, he had a fearsome reputation, hard puncher. Unfortunate with his hand issues, that really hampered him um, later on. Um, again, some savage knockouts, Playfair, Kite, Delgarno. Um, he, he had the legend of him breaking helmets. Um, that That's all true. That's all true stuff. And he was one of the scariest dudes ever. Um, but my, I've always said my one thing with Coaster that I will say is if you go back and look at his fight card, 
it's eh. it I, I've I've and it's not a disrespect but like for lack of a better term I said it's a lot of filler like it's you know I personally thought he got better when he went to New York actually um you know and then he kind of became the number one guy um when he was in Detroit coming up it was Probert was one and Coaster was two that's just it was Batman and Robin right and if you look at the fight card it sort of bears that out and again it's not that I'm saying oh because Joey ducks they have certain I'm not saying anything stupid like that I'm just but it's true go look at the fight cards his fight card is so so in Detroit it really is you know and Probert was fighting the number ones now again Coaster had a lot of hand injuries blah 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 you know but at the end of the day that's the way it is like I said go look at the card I'm not just blowing smoke and I'm not saying this to, again, put him down to prop Ray up to prove my point. I'm just saying that's how I feel on Joey Coaster way before this Ray Coaster power thing came up. I've always said that about Coaster. To me, you know, is he a top 10 guy? For me, he's not. For sub, And if you want to put him in your top, it's all opinion bullshit. This is all bullshit. It's all bullshit. We're just talking. I'm giving you something to listen to while you're on the treadmill. We're just talking. And as some of you are yelling at your dashboard right now, that's good. It's a discussion. There is really no right or wrong answer to any of this, but I am simply giving you, I am giving you video evidence. Go look on YouTube. It's all right there. I'm not just pulling this shit because I heard my dad say one time. No, I went and I did the research on this. So this is well-prepared shit. I personally, with those lists that I've just list you, listed you, I personally think race is better. And I think Ray had more. And his jersey only came off twice. And if you don't think Joey Coaster had anything going on with his jersey, I got a bridge to sell you. His jersey might not have come off, but I can guarantee he had bigger sleeves or something was going on because everybody was jersey doing. Now, see, now I'm doing it. Maybe I'll take that back. I'm making a hypocrite. I don't know what Coaster's jersey alterations were. I'm, I'm thinking he had some, would have had some done, but who knows? But anyway, um, for those that Ray was only good because his jersey came off or that's the only reason he knocked out so many guys, you clearly didn't do any research and you're just yapping to yap because you don't like Rob Ray and he always, he always got naked and that's why. You know, I always said Ray was better when his jersey stayed on anyway because that's when he was entering the prime of his career and whatever. But like I said, he only had two out of the, all those KOs I talked about, TKOs, Two of them were with jerseys off. So, again, that throws your theory of that's the only reason he knocked guys out out the window. So, see, we're, we're killing a lot of myths here, folks. Hey, don't shoot the... I'm just reporting the news. Like I said, go look it up on YouTube yourself. So, yeah, so the age-old debate of power. Uh, who had the most? Uh, right now, I got uh, Ray winning 8-7. <laughs> so... I encourage you guys to go look through these videos and uh, you tell me what you got. Um, but I'd say it's fairly close. Regardless, it's fairly close. But I think Ray's quality of opposition in his KOs was better than Joey's was. So there you go, folks. I don't know. Was that segment any good or was it boring? I don't know. Maybe this is just a whole boring episode and maybe I shit the bed tonight. I apologize. <laughs> uh, but like I said, 236 episodes. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, you might get a stinker or two. 
But I really enjoyed the, uh, I really enjoyed that coaster Ray, um, back and forth and the debate on the message board minus the idiots. Um, but, but you can see what I mean, how the myth gets built up and it's, oh, Joey was a killer and Ray was only good because his jersey came off and blah, blah, blah. There's always these myths all the time. And that's been going on. It's, this isn't new shit on Facebook because these are new fans. Oh, shit, no. Back in the old message board days on the, that, that topic was up on back then. People were saying that. Um, but like I said, you know, you get these guys that like to claim that they're knowledgeable fight fans, but for the most part, it's just, um, age old myths and just, you know, it's bullshit. The people, like I said, no one looks into shit. They just spout it off. That was my last thing when the, like today, when I was talking about, uh, where somebody was talking about Larry Robinson and, um, Oh, he was a great fighter. No, he wasn't. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, he was. No, he wasn't. He he wasn't. Like, just... But again, if you say that, oh, well, he's in the Hall of Fame. Oh, I'm not saying he wasn't a great player. Larry Robinson was the, one of the best defensemen of all time. That's not what I'm talking about at all. But you, your, your tweet, or no, it was on Facebook, your post said Larry Robinson was a great fighter. That's exactly what you wrote, just that. And I'm saying he's not. First of all, he had 24 career fights and 20 years of playing. And his fight card is against mediocre guys at best. Now, before everyone starts yelling, Schultz, go watch that fight. It's on YouTube. He oh, he ended the hammer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he ended the hammer. Now, Philly only went on and won two cups two years in a row after that. Yeah, but he ended the myth of the hammer. Yeah, sure. Um... First of all, that fight is literally three punches to the side of Schultz's head. And Schultz, I think, steps on a stick. And Robinson, was it steps on a He stepped on something. And then and then Robinson they get pulls him down and stands up real quick. Robinson stands up real quick and hits him when Schultz is on his knees. Like three whole punches. But you guys talk like it was fucking, you know, Koser on Kite or something. Now, I'm not saying Schultz won because he didn't. But it's some... That fight has been so overblown, but it built up the rep of Larry Robinson being the killer. Like, no, he's not. Again, I have nothing against Larry Robinson. Shit, Larry Robinson autographed a private pass for the Hockey Hall of Fame for me. I have not, I, I have nothing against Larry Robinson. I am just simply saying, stop. You know what? Cause you know what this guy saying it to me is? Because his dad or his grandpa back when he was just a kid, so oh, you don't wait. You don't want to wake up Larry. You don't want to wake up Big Bird. And he just oh, for years he's always thought like, and he's a Montreal Canadiens fan. So of course, oh yeah, you didn't want to mess with Big Bird. He didn't fight often, but when he did, he was vicious. Oh yeah, you know, like no, yeah, because the, the Wolf Paymonts of the world were just shaking in their boots. You know, it's and again. Go look at his fight card. 24, a, a fight a season, give or take, against so-so competition does not make you a vicious and great fighter. Oh, well, he didn't need to fight, and people didn't want to fight. I always loved that one. Well, people didn't want to fight him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Jonathan and the O'Reilly's and the Winsicks, they would go out of their way to not fight Larry Robinson. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, why would they want to take Larry? You don't think they challenge Robinson consist constantly? 
Do you do, do you not think John Winsick would love to get Larry Robinson off the ice for five minutes? Seriously? Like, use your head. No, but you, but you, in your mind, that all the they're just terrified of Robinson. You didn't want to wake Larry up. I'm like, oh God! Like, let it go. It's like the whole Chara thing now, or the Bobby Orr thing. Oh, Bobby could really throw him. No, he couldn't. Now Orr would fight. I'm not, and he would stick up for himself. And he had forty some career fights, and he was a, one of the greatest of all time. He shouldn't have been fighting to begin with, but back then you kind of had to stick up for yourself, and he did. But go watch, there's about 9 or 10, 11 or fights on YouTube. Go watch them. I can tell you, all 11 are the same. He tackles the guy right off the hop, and then when they're down, he ground and pounds them. Again, he's a superstar fighter. I'm not saying he should have stood up and went, you know, we're going to have fucking Morasti Bosse fight or anything. I'm not saying Bobby Orr should have fought like that. Not at all. But but again, this, oh, Bobby, oh, ferocious fighter. Um, you know why? Because Don Cherry and... Wayne and a bunch of his ex-Bruins teammates and all these or Bobby Orr sycophants said Bobby Orr could really throw him. So you think, so right away, instead of looking into anybody, I'm just going to buy into everything that they say. You know, you, you, you've watched the Legends of Hockey DVD series so many times that you, you just buy into it. It's all just sound bites and, you know, mutual admiration society. I mean, it's whatever. It's just old guy. You listen to these old guys talk. Oh, I've never, and to this day, there's never been anyone faster. Oh yeah, the you know, and I get it. It's the storytelling aspect of it. And I sure, but really, oh, not only was Bobby one of the greatest defensemen of all time, he was one of the toughest, one of the best fighters. Rugged. It's like no, he wasn't. No, he's tough because he had the abuse he took and the knees and playing through the pain. Of course, of course. Again, I'm not slighting Bobby Orr. He's one of the greatest of all time. But, no, he was not a great fighter. The videos are there. Go look at them. Again, I'm not saying... it's. I'm not just pulling this shit out of the sky. It's all on YouTube. Go watch. Tell me I'm wrong. See, that's the difference when I talk to these guys online that just say this shit, this myth. Don't wake up, Big Bird. Bobby Orr could fight. Charles a killer. You know, Coaster knocked out everybody. Ray was only good because his jersey came off. They've never looked into any of this. They're just saying this shit because they've read it so many times. Or they've heard people say it so many times. I am telling you this after I went to YouTube and investigated all the videos and watched it all. And right here, I made notes. I wrote everything down. I've got it written here. Side Jersey stayed on. Side of the helmet third punch in I broke this shit down I'm not just so like again when I when I listen to, when you listen to this show when I bring up a topic I am not just pulling this shit out of my ass and I'm just not saying things that oh I, a couple of the guys at work said Coaster was a savage I'm not just regurgitating shit that I've read and I've heard I've looked into it I did the research I'm giving you guys the honest I'm giving you the facts. Here are the facts. Do with do do with them as you wish. But this is what happened. Don't believe me, it's on YouTube. And like I said, I don't have an agenda. I don't like one more than the other. I like both I'm a fan of both these guys. And I'm not trying to put one down to prop one up. None of that. I'm that's this is what I watched. Tell me I'm wrong. So you. So I'd love to hear from you guys. Go look it up. Go look up the fights I talked about with Coaster and with Ray, and you tell me. 
but at the end of the day, it's very close, and it's certainly not the the one sided, you know. Oh, figure it out, kid. I was there. That idiot. Go fuck yourself. You're a moron. You don't know what you're talking about. You like to think you do, and I'm sure in your group of friends, you're the fight guy in your friends amongst your friends. You don't know shit. You're just regurgitating shit. But there, that is some honest to goodness research, and that and those were my findings. So there we go, an hour and a half of nothing. Look at that. This is like three Seinfeld episodes. Anyway, guys, uh, it is now 10.30, and I have to go because I'm going to get up super early tomorrow, and I still have to upload this and all this shit. So anyway, I just wanted to bring I'm at the lake right now at sitting on the deck, uh, hopefully in, enjoying some warm sun before we have to get back in the car and head home. But uh, I wanted to put this out so you guys had something. So... I want, like I said, I wanted to be a good teammate, so I wanted to give you something. So here you go. But uh, I have, in, in all honesty, coming up here on Wednesday's show, I have no idea what it's going to be. Um, I don't have anything lined up. Um, I know I've yelled about the Bob Probert Invitational Tournament numerous times. Yes, I am going to do it. Um, I need to find the time. Uh, coming up at this lake, because school starts right after this trip, pretty much. So I will. we won't be going anywhere. So I will have time here at the end of August. After Sunday, I will have time to do the Invitational Tournament, the bracket. I want to get a couple of guys on to do the preview show for it and all that stuff. I really want to... So that'll be coming up here late August, early September. Um, I have talked to a few players. Um, I haven't... I have no concrete time of when to do the interviews, but I have talked to them. They've agreed. So I have some interviews coming with who? We'll see. But... So... What I just told you was actually a whole bunch of a bunch of nothing. Um, like this episode was kind of a bunch of nothing. Anyway, guys, that's my howling at the moon and my ranty episode. And you know, folks, it's all bullshit. Well, my findings are all true, but you know what I'm saying. We're just talking. We're fight fans, just all talking and enjoying it, and some audio pleasure to hopefully take your mind off whatever the real world and the real world problems. For, for an hour or two. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. And like I said. I always appreciate any all you guys for listening. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. Thanks everybody. And you people that don't like fighting. How many of you did you walk out. And get a coffee while that was 